Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. Uh, sorry, my neighbor is <laughs> blowing brass or some sort of stuff as I speak, and you may or may not be able to hear it in the background, so I apologize. Um, anyway, <laughs> woo, it's always something over here. Um, anyway, so yeah, welcome to your uh, new year, and um, I hope it's been going well for you. I mean, we're only seven days in, so yeah, hopefully nothing too bad has happened. Um, I got to, first of all, give a big shout out to my friend, uh, Sarah. Oh, Sarah, I'm going to butcher your last name, Dudakowski. I think that's how it is. She's been on here before. Uh, and last year she, uh, went through, uh, the snowdrop 100 mile, 55 hour challenge. Um, well, and I joined her, you know, trying to do it myself and I gave up very early on because my brain was broken, but <sighs> that's another story. And you've already heard that story before, but anyway, um, Sarah was not especially, uh, trained for this, this year. Um, I don't know how, I don't know who knows, but she, um, but she just kept soldiering on and she said, I just don't feel very optimistic about this. I just don't know. And she was having, you know, a lot of problems with, you know, leg and knee, uh, issues. I believe it's knee. Um, and toward the end, she ended up, um, doing the thing that happened to her last year where she was kind of leaning and, and again, I'm, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure why people do that, but I do, it's not unusual in ultras, uh, especially over, you know, a hundred K to see people start listing to one side. Um, you know, not unlike, I mean, you know, again, this is not meant as a, uh, a judgment or anything, but just, you know, they kind of look like the zombies out of, you know, the walking dead or something, you know, it's just, it's, it's terrible, but to her credit, uh, she did keep a journal of everything she ate and drank just so she could stay on top of stuff. Because again, you know, when you're in the thick of this, um, it is really hard to remember, did I drink something? Did I eat something? What did I do? You know? And so if you're logging it that way, your brain, you know, when it becomes broken and, you know, befuddled, uh, you can, uh, refer to your, you know, checklist and go, okay, okay. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I remember for myself when I was doing snowdrop, actually the, the two times I attempted the hundred miler, um, I would try to take, cause it's like a roughly a three quarter of a mile loop, just a little shy of that. And, uh, and they had, a, you know, a big aid station at the start finish. I mean, cause again, you didn't really need anything cause you know, it's three quarters of a mile. Um, but I remembered, you know, grabbing a little Dixie cup of water pretty much every loop, um, just to make sure that I was staying hydrated because I know that's one of my problems, especially when it's not uh, warm, you know, cause you're just thinking, well, it's kind of cold, so I don't really need to be, you know, staying hydrated that much. Well, ah, that's not true. Um, anyway, so kudos to her for figuring that out. And, um, I have to say she finished and I was, was so funny. I was tracking her, uh, you know, of course lying in bed, you know, um, in the morning, uh, I think she finished it in like 54 hours and 30 minutes or something. Maybe I, she had about 30 minutes to spare, give or take. Um, but she got that buckle and oh my God, I was like cheering from, you know, San Antonio to 
you know, Missouri City, Texas, which is outside of Houston. And uh, yeah, very excited for her and, you know, was texting her and stuff. And yeah. And so I know she's kind of feeling it, but I think she's ready to try to do this again and, you know, maybe do it, I don't want to say quote unquote properly, but uh, yeah, that might be the the case. Um, me, I'm not going to attempt that hundred again. Nope, 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 nope. Not going to happen. I just, my brain just will not let me do it. You know, I just, I don't, you know, and, it, and for me, it's fine. I, you know, I don't need that in my life. I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to have that beautiful buckle, you know, I mean, oh my God, it's amazing. It's like, oh, you know, when you look at it, uh, you know, it kind of glows. Um, but I think for me, you know, knowing, you know, what I'm capable of, I think I'm better off doing a relay, um, which I've done a few times. And, uh, and so I'm hoping that this coming year I can, you know, uh, kind of cobble together a, uh, a relay team and we can, you know, conquer snowdrop over the uh, New Year's weekend uh, this coming year. Um, so we'll see. TBD. Anyway, also big shout out to my friend, uh, Meg Eckert, uh, who, uh, this was like, I think this was her second snowdrop and she set the, mm -hmm, oh God, I'm probably going to get this wrong. Okay. So forgive me and I'll get it correct next time. Um, but I think she set the course record, at least for females, um, doing the hundred miler. Um, and, uh, just, she's just lovely. I, I cannot tell you enough wonderful things about her. She is, um, I knew her from the rock hoppers when, when she and her now husband, Joe, uh, were living here in San Antonio and then they moved to New Mexico and, um, and hats off to Joe. Joe has finished his second hundred miler. Um, you know, and he's, he's a runner, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, again, this is not a, a judgment on Joe or anything. Um, but he's, he's kind of a mid pack runner like me, you know, or I'm more of a back to pack right now, but anyway, um, he did it. And, but Meg set a record and, uh, I think she got in 212 miles in 55 hours. Um, amazing amazing she checked all the guys <laughs> uh, i know i shouldn't laugh but i like it when 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 a woman is able to persevere and uh you know kind of show the guys that a girl can do it better than they can um anyway that said um my plan is to interview Meg uh, this coming Wednesday, um, and I will have that interview uh, this coming uh, weekend uh, for you to, to enjoy. And uh, yeah, I'm very honored that she agreed to talk to me for this interview. Uh, again, she's just a very lovely, I mean, there's most of the ultra runners are the great ultra runners that I know that are like, you know, regular people in my life. And again, this isn't, I mean, she's sponsored. I mean, so it's not like, you know, she's average Jane or something, but she is just such a lovely supportive. I mean, she's like Liza Howard in that way. You know, she's very, very talented, but doesn't gloat about it and doesn't really, um, you know, lord it over people or anything like that. And uh, it's really lovely when you, can, you know, call somebody like that. I mean, she's not like a friend friend, but I mean, she's an acquaintance friend. Um, and, and I admire her and, uh, yeah. And it, it's, it's super cool. And I, and again, I just, I can't say enough nice things about her, but anyway, so you'll get to hear that. Hopefully that interview next week. Um, 
Yeah. And then I've also put out feelers to Phil Parsons. I think I mentioned uh, that a while back. Uh, I know my friend Don Flynn has been, um, you know, poking at me about, you know, getting him on the podcast. Phil is from Nashville and he did this fastest known time or FKT of this, uh, particular, um, just, uh, what do you want to call it? The, um, hang on, let me, let me just grab this thing real quick because otherwise I'm going to make a fool of myself. Uh, hang on. Uh, yeah, he did the FKT at Natchez. Uh, and I honestly offhand, I cannot remember the distance, but it was a huge distance. He did insane miles every day. And he is a veteran, um, and he has also been, you know, he has battled suicidal thoughts and has overcome a lot of things. And um, I am going to be, when I met him at Band of Runners in, in um, November, I was kind of nervous because it was like, oh my God, whoo, you know, this guy's like, you know, super special, you know, and, and, you know, you know, it's kind of how I felt when I met, um, Kenneth Anderlich, you know, the guy who ran across Texas last year is like, eh, you know, but again, it's like, that's the great thing about ultra runners is a lot of times they're just regular people, you know, and they just, they're fine. You know, they don't really need you to, you know, kiss their toes or whatever. And, uh, so anyway, uh, Phil, I reached out to Phil and he, uh, replied to me last night and, uh, we're trying to set something up for either this week or next week. So hopefully, um, the following week I'll, I'll have my interview with Phil and, uh, and then I'm going to kind of work my way through my list of folks that I met at Band of Runners. Um, and again, those of you who don't know what Band of Runners is, it is a, an organization, um, pretty much created or, I don't know if created is the right word, but organized by Liza Howard, who is a San Antonio runner, an amazing, amazing person, um, you know, wins a lot of races and, and just, you know, she's been on this podcast a couple of times. Um, just lovely. And, but this is a group that, uh, works with veterans to, um, and, and their families, it's like this weekend and it's veterans day weekend and it's held out, um, at least for the recent past, it's been held out at the, um, H E, but, um, cool foundation. I think it is camp out in leaky Texas. And I was very, um, honored to be asked to, uh, join them this, this past, uh, November to chronicle it. And yes, guys, I am still editing video and I really apologize about that. It's, uh, I, yeah, life kind of got in the way and, um, but I'm, I'm, I am slogging my way through that and I do plan to get that. I think I'm just going to do a series of small videos, um, rather than one big one. And I think it'll just fall together easier. So anyway, so that's that. But, um, but anyway, band of runners is this group for, for veterans and, um, it's to you know, introduce them and their families to, or their spouses who are surviving or family members who are surviving, um, to the beauty of trail running and the trail culture. And again, I, I, I can't say enough wonderful things about that experience, uh, for those three or four days, uh, last November, I, you know, came away just astonished by all the friendships I made, um, and, and just all the cool people I met and 
just the overall vibe of it. And, uh, and again, it was sort of, you know, and again, for people like me, cause I'm not, I've never been in the military, you know, to me, it was like super cool that like, you know, group a, which I think I was in, uh, with, with Henry Hobbs and, and, and some other folks, um, was kind of for the, uh, you know, the beginner level runners to, you know, mid pack, you know, whatever. And, uh, we, we had to like do KP duty, um, which meant we had to, you know, clean dishes and prep food for, you know, the next day's meals and whatnot. And I don't know why I was so excited about that, but I was, it was so cool. It was so fun to be part of that team experience. And again, I, I think I've likened it to being in an episode of the bear, you know, which is, uh, if you've ever watched that one, it's on Hulu. I highly recommend that show, especially season two. Holy God, it's good. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, about these people that are, you know, part of a, uh, a, te- a team of, of, you know, restaurant workers, you know, pulling together meals and, and whatnot, you know, for the business. And, uh, and, and this was super exciting for me to, to be part of that. Anyway, good Lord, I'm blathering. And none of this is about running. Well, it's kind of is, but I don't have a lot about running right now. Um, but anyway, yeah, so there's that. And I hope I'm not going circular on y'all. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, as for myself, um, today I ran four miles, ran, walked four miles. And it was, according to Strava, it was a little faster than I've normally been going. So that made me feel pretty good. I mean, the weather's been pretty good. Um, you know, the hip, I hate to say this, but my hip is still kind of bugging me and, uh, I'm, you know, just going to have to kind of play it by ear. I mean, I'm just going to have to kind of, you know, nurture it along, you know, through these races. Cause you know, as I've said before, my plan is to do wild hair 50 K in November. I'm not going to retire from this stuff, but I at least want to do that. I at least need, I need another ultra in my life, uh, just to lay claim to saying that, yeah, Hey, I'm an ultra runner, you know, anyway, but yeah, uh, today's run felt really good. Um, I had a fun playlist, um, a lot of Bon Jovi and some, what else did I had? I had a blur pulp, the Pogues. <laughs> oh, and PJ Harvey. Whoo. Um, yeah. Is this love? Oh my God. Yeah. It's a feminist, um, empowerment song if there ever was one. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was a fun you know, little playlist. Uh, but then yesterday, um, at my gym or my studio, I guess, um, we had this uh, event called resolve to row and, um, we formed teams, um, four people per team and, the plan was to see which team could, um, bag 10,000 meters, you know, first. And, um, and there was also, there were also individuals doing that. So, you know, it was, it was pretty amazing. Um, I think I've probably talked about this. Um, but anyway, I, I, we were the team known as player to be named later, which is after, uh, the scene in Bull Durham where Kevin Costner's character, Crash Davis, walks into the uh, manager's office and one of the guys is like, who are you? And he's like, I'm the player to be named later. Um, <laughs> for whatever reason that just tickled me. Um, so anyway, player to be named later was um, com- composed of uh, Harriet, who I love. She's just adorable. Um, Albert, 
Uh, and then Nicole, who is also one of the trainers at this uh, studio, badass. I am so glad that she was there because the other three, including me, we didn't know really, we'd never done this before. And so it was sort of like we had no strategy. In fact, at first I was just kind of like, well, maybe each of us should just do 2,500 meters. And then, you know, we, we, you know, rotate out. And then Albert, you know, told me during class last week, he's like, I heard somebody else and they were mentioning, you know, maybe doing 500 meters and then rotating it that way. And holy crap, was I glad we did that because let me tell you, okay, so I had Harriet, I mean, again, I think I was more or less the unofficial team captain, but um, I had Harriet lead off because she's still kind of, um, she's still kind of coming back from it after the holidays. Um, I put myself in second just because I, you know, I'm solid, but I'm not great. You know, I mean, I'm good, but you know, he, uh, and then Albert and then Nicole and, uh, but Nicole had done this before. And so she had all these strategies for like, what side of the, of the rower we should even, you know, move in on, you know, when, when the other person's getting off, you know, we were trying to figure out because you've got to have your straps and your foot, um, it's hard to explain the, the foot plates, like I've got small feet. And so I need my foot plate a lot longer so that my, you, you want to have more than the top of your toe, um, strapped in because you need kind of like the ball of your foot. And so if you've got small feet, you, you need to have a lot more there. Um, and, um, and so fortunately Harriet and I basically use the same, um, settings. And so we, you know, we, we were fine. And then once we got to Albert, you know, Nicole was there, um, you know, resetting the, the, uh, platform for the, uh, foot, um, it's called with a foot plate, I guess. And, um, you know, and the straps and things like that. And, um, you know, it was just, it reminded me of the film, uh, breaking away when the, when the, um, Dennis Christopher and his three friends, uh, including Dennis Quaid and some other people, um, they're, they're in this, you know, uh, relay biking relay and they're just, you know, taking turns, but mainly his friends are sort of slacking because they're not really cyclists, but, they're all just sort of, you know, hoping that, you know, Dennis Christopher's character, um, can, you know, pull the weight, you know, and, and it was fun. Yeah. So that's what this kind of felt. I mean, I felt like we all pulled our weight equally, although I have to say, holy hell, it's like I was, you know, again, when I was, you know, second, you know, my first leg, I get into the rower and I started pulling like 38, uh, I don't even know what that is, but it's like, it's like a setting or it's not a setting, but it's like your big number. It's like how many meters you're pulling per minute, I guess. I don't know. I bleh, forgive me. Cause I'm an idiot and I've been doing this for almost a year. Um, normally you, you know, your high number, you know, in a normal class would probably be like around 30 ish. And there I am pulling 38, 39, 40. And I'm doing this for like 350 meters. And I was just like, I felt like I was doing sprints. And all of a sudden I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I can just feel it in my legs. I can just feel my legs just kind of going. Ugh. And uh, Nicole was just kind of coaching me on and, uh, you know, but, but I managed to get through it, but I'll tell you, that was hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was very hard. Um, uh, the, 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 the upshot of it is, um, we, we, we were the last 
but we weren't last by much because we, uh, the, the team that we were mainly competing against, which are some buddies of ours in our classes, um, they finished ahead of us probably by about maybe 20, 30 seconds or something, you know, so, uh, not much. It was a squeaker. And, you know, and again, none of us had, I mean, except for Nicole, nobody had really done this before. So, um, I feel pretty happy about what we were able to accomplish and, uh, just that sense of camaraderie and, you know, teamwork. And it was a really, really cool experience. And again, if you are in San Antonio, um, and are looking for a great place to get a great workout, I mean, I cannot say enough nice things about this place. Um, Energy X Fitness. Um, hello, Allison. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, she's the uh, co-owner. She and her husband Danny uh, Gavon are the owners, and uh, and then my buddy David Lopez Herrera is. I think he's like the business manager, um, but he's he's probably my <clears throat> favorite coach because uh, he likes to push. I mean, he knows where to push me and and whatnot. But anyway, I mean, they're all really good. I mean, everybody there is amazing, and um, I spend a pretty decent amount of money every month being part of the experience. But you know what? It is worth every cent, and I just cannot say enough nice things about it. So. Um, and I also felt like that helped me today on my run. You know, um, I feel like aerobic, bleh, aerobically, I was doing okay. I didn't feel like I was, you know, lagging or, you know, like I sometimes have. And so, you know, maybe there's something to this cross training stuff, folks. Um, and I'm trying to, of course, continue incorporating more strength work into my repertoire because I feel like that's where I'm lacking. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think that's ugh, basically that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is happening. Oh, well, this coming week, whoo um, Bandera, uh, the biggie, well, one of the two biggies of the year for Tejas Trails. Um, on Wednesday, I am going to go up in the morning uh, until mid-afternoon, and I'm going to, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> All I said was, I'll be up there by 8. And I'll help you guys. I mean, Bandera is probably about an hour and 15-ish uh, from where I live, um, depending on traffic. And uh, yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago when I did it, when I went up there on a Wednesday, I ended up going to the grocery store and this other woman and I, we threw, I've never seen so much ice in my entire life, bag after bag after bag of ice into the back of this monster pickup truck. And then we still had to go offload that and go back up there. Not to mention the groceries because you're getting bread, peanut butter, cheese, you know, tortillas, um, you name it, uh, from these local, uh, and this is the great thing though about that, that race is that, you know, Tejas Trails is, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They they patronize local businesses, and I think that's you know, a lovely thing. Because I mean, the town, ugh, the town of Bandera, isn't a very big place, but it's really cool. I love Bandera, uh, the cowboy capital of the world. Um, uh, and yeah, I mean, and these these people rely on on a lot of the racers that come in from all over the world. I mean, this is a huge freaking race. I mean, people who participate in the 100k on saturday uh the people who win are eligible for a golden ticket to the western states race which is 
like the Boston Marathon of trail racing. Um, it's a hundred miler. Um, yeah, so it's it's a huge deal. Last year, I got to see Courtney DeWalter. Uh, she came through our aid station and uh, just smiling and just cool as could be. And you know, a few years back, I saw Jim Walmsley, um, who is now you know kind of world renowned, but uh, in, at least in the trail running community. But I happened to just be hanging out at the finish line, and I saw this tall, skinny guy with like this wild frizzy hair. And he was coming in and I was like, wow, look at that guy. He looks like he just started. He was finishing the hundred K, which is like 62 miles. And he broke the course record and it was pretty amazing. It was an amazing thing to witness and no one's been able to do it since. So hopefully that will still remain one of my primary memories. Um, but yeah, so this is a really big honking deal. So I love being part of that experience. Um, you know, just watch. I mean, of course, I love running that race too, and I haven't run it for a few years, but um, I've kind of been there, done that, and so I'm just kind of, eh, I'd rather volunteer. So, I'm, so on Saturday, I'm going to be volunteering with my group, the Rock Hoppers, from noon to six at the Equestrian Aid Station, which is, <sighs> I think it's like the second to the last aid station before you hit the finish line. I think so. Um, it's, you can access it by road, which is lovely. Um, but anyway, I'll be hanging out there. I don't know if I'm going to be cooking up ramen or potatoes yet, because usually they save the, let me tell you, ramen broth on mashed potatoes is the elixir of the gods when it's cold. Oh my God. I know the first time someone gave that to me, I was like, ugh. And then I ate it and I was like, whoa, this is good. Can I have some more? That's how I felt with the first time I had pickle juice. I thought it was Mountain Dew. <laughs> it was like, dang, this is pretty good. Now I see what people are talking about. And so now I find myself when I'm at aid stations, I'll sit there and eat pickles just for the hell of it, you know, or drink pickle juice because it tastes good. Um, I know. How weird is that? Um, but anyway, yeah, it's amazing what trail runners will eat. Um, but the, the weather looks to be pretty good. So thank God, because, um, I do remember like about three years ago, holy crap. It, <laughs> it was super cold and it rained, it sleeted and it snowed and it was a mud fest. And I just felt so bad for everybody out there running on that Sunday. Cause what happens is they do the hundred K on Saturday. And then on Sunday they have the 25 K and 50 K races. Um, so that way they kind of split it up. Um, and then also of course, um, you know, another big memory of, uh, probably the last time I actually ran Bandera. Who, when was that? 2017, 2016, my friend Louisa and I were, you know, we were with some people and, uh, you know, we we're the back of the Packers doing the 25 K and man, everybody had been on this lucky peak is this, you know, ginormous, hill and it's got a lot of scrabble rock and it's where I busted open my knee when I was trying my first 50 miler a few years ago. Um, you know, you just go down this thing and anyway, but everybody, because all the hundred K people had gone through the day before. So then they had all the other people coming through the second day and all of this rock had been kind of polished over like a sheen and people were going down on their asses. I mean, it was, you know, 
I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It was basically like watching people do water slide and, you know, somehow or another, I managed to get down it, you know, without killing myself. And then Louisa, she started to slide and she grabbed a tree branch and, um, was, you know, trying to use that to kind of balance her as she, you know, reached the bottom and there's this snap. And unfortunately the snap was not the tree branch, but it was her ankle. And yeah, I've talked about that before. And I actually think she was probably one of my first guests on this podcast, but yeah, that, <laughs> I think that's also another reason I really don't want to run that again. Cause you know, first of all, I busted open my knee, you know, what in 2015, had to have stitches and, you know, drop for my race. And then, you know, a couple of years later, there she is, you know, breaking her ankle. And I'm just like, I don't know, maybe I don't need this race in my life. You know, it's okay. You know, and plus I'm not really good on Hills. So there's that. Um, but anyway, but, but I'm very excited to be part of this, uh, big, big, big weekend, um, for Tejas trails. Um, yeah. And then I'm just kind of, you know, stealing myself for Tinajas, which is up at Colorado Bend state park, uh, at the end of February, I'm doing a 10 K up there, which will be plenty. <laughs> that place is crazy. Uh, but I've never run it in the daylight. So I'm excited about that part. Um, anyway, um, I think that's about all I've got for now. I'll see you next time.